Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Bez Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Sheer number 48. Email address, shalombayez777 at gmail.com. We talked in last year about Parnosa, how everything is Basheret Menashemayim, and the work you do during the course of the year in Yavayit Hashem has a tremendous effect that it could bring the Shefa that was already decreed on Rosh Hashanah to come down in a positive, tangible form. That means that you judged every day in that sense. And um, also, it helps you, it connects to the following Rosh Hashanah, that all your avoida Hashem sees, and that'll be to your merit, that you'll be zeichet be'ezes Hashem to a wonderful year, this upcoming year, and then the upcoming Rosh Hashanah. With Shalom Bayis, there are things like that that work as well. You need to know that, that it may seem like in right now, currently in this year, the Shalom Bayis is difficult. Um, there are issues, there are problems, even if things seem on the brink of, you know, separation, even if it seems that bad, nothing is reversible, like we said many times, and nothing is in vain. And therefore, those little avoidice that you take, those steps, day in and day out, day in and day out, Everything counts, everything accrues, everything has special value as you work towards reconciling and you work towards getting along with each other. And in that schus, next Rosh Hashanah comes along, Hashem will also, as part of the Yemadin, have special rachmanis and compassion towards you and your wife, your husband, to have a wonderful year in many, many ways. And, for example... You know, we know that financial strain could, could be a big Nisayan in Shalom Bayis, like we already explained. But when Hashem sees that a couple's really working hard towards each other, no matter how difficult the circumstances were, and they nevertheless work hard to maintain their Shalom and their kindness to each other, Hashem sees this. It's not in vain. And that's Chus. He will, Bez Hashem, give a Shefa Parnasa to lighten the burden and to lighten the Nisayin, and Yishalom Bayez can improve, and will improve. We have no idea also, just in general, similar topic, of how much Hashem saves us every single day. Um, even if right now we're financially tight, right now there may be problems in Shalom Bayez, let's say it's far from perfect, far from ideal, um, and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, but even now, even when there is still that darkness and lack of clarity, there still is a lot of blessings that are hidden, but you could now be grateful for. So one of the biggest sides in life you need to know is that a non-event is an unbelievable chesed. A non-event is an unbelievable chesed. I'll explain what I mean. You know, the, the time when I went away for Shabbos, whatever was a Shabbos away in some hotel for some type of a, event, and I developed slowly but surely a toothache pain in, in underneath also, it was the wisdom tooth, and thank God it wasn't that terrible over Shabbos, it was only Sunday when it got really excruciatingly bad, and uh, finally it was all, in, I went to, I had to run to the dentist, it was all infected, to pull it out, the wisdom tooth, and then ended up having to get implants and the whole whole chadgadi over there. And then I started thinking to myself, okay, so that was a terrible toothache situation, um, but no toothache today. That's not a small thing. 
migraines also, hereditary and different reasons. I get migraines often, lack of sleep, things like that. And no migraine today. That's not a, that's 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 an unbelievable thing. You know, or you have, you know, I'm not talking about even major mishaps, Khalila, but even minor ones. You know, let's say you have young kids and they're playing in the backyard, Shabbos afternoon, and one of them bangs their head and very bloody, and then uh, you go to a um, to the to the PA in your neighborhood, and they say you know it may need stitches. Then they decide what to do, what not to do. It's like an eventful Shabbos that way, and and whatever you had to do, you treated it. You got stitches uh, after months of Shabbos, or whatever the case may be, and that happens from time to time. By the way, with everybody, all anyone who has kids and children, and and those situations come up. And that's normal, nothing to be, you know, uh, you know, nervous about. That's part of life. But at the same time, you know, a Shabbos goes by and no one got hurt, no one banged their head, no mishap. That's a tremendous bracha. That's an unbelievable bracha. So you need to see that as well. The days where the non-events take place, quote-unquote, that is a tremendous, tremendous chesed. And it's tremendous, you say it in Shalom Bayis too that if you didn't have this conflict this day and you were able to work things through, or even if you didn't tangibly do so, but things were calm that day and no mishaps happened that day, it's a big bracha to be grateful for. Also, a couple needs to learn when they're financially tight not to overspend, and each one needs to agree to what the general budget be. Now, if each one slips up sometimes, made a purchase that, you know, they just couldn't help themselves, they bought... One, you know, the husband bought an extra safer. He saw a new safer, couldn't hold himself back. The wife has to know to take it in stride and not go, you know, crazy with that. Same thing the other way around. Comes close to Shabbos and or even before you shop stuff and then there may be items there that you bought. Why did you buy this? It's too expensive. You should have bought that. Or we didn't need this. We did need this. So you got to do it with some common sense and not go ballistic every time the other party spend something that maybe they didn't need to spend on. So that's not what I mean by saying budgeting together. What I mean is, is you more or less get a framework and you both agree to a certain extent, you know, that big purchase, you know, that big uh, stereo system or whatever the case, we're holding off for now. And they both agree upon it. And these types of discussions eliminates so many of the disputes that could happen that could cause so much heartache that 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 is so so crucial, because most of the time they're both in agreement of that. You know, okay, they may slip and purchase a little beyond what they could afford from time to time, on different things. You know, an extra pair of shoes. Oh, I couldn't resist. Okay, you know, those things. Are, you know, they happen, and we now have to know how to react to that. But still, these discussions will get to a point where both of you mutually agree. You agree. The husband wants a certain X thing that's very expensive, whatever it may be. The wife wants this extra X thing, very expensive, whatever that may be. And they both agree. That huge purchase, that big invest, we're not doing that now. We're not doing that now. And they both agree. That creates a certain degree of shulling. It really, really does. When you talk it over like that. And that's very, very important. It's also important, and this could be difficult, is to give tzedakah according to your capacity. No matter how tight you are, 
I'm not saying you should go overboard and give, you know, someone comes to you and asks for a very big donation and you can barely put together stuff for yourself. No, you're not mechoyev. Any row of your last, they'll tell you. You know, you're not mechoyev to give beyond what you could. You're, you come first. But at the same time, certain tzedakahs, no matter how tight, even an uni needs to give. You know, if you can't, let's say in shul, okay, you know, collectors come very often all the time. Can be very, you know, tense sometimes. You make up your mind. You're giving to the first two people, whatever it is. You have to give a certain degree of tzedakah. You can't afford the five dollar bills. You do use the one dollar bills. You can't afford the one dollar bills. You use fifty cents per. You can't afford the fifty cents per. Use a quarter. Take a roll of quarters. You know, whatever it is. Let's say you say you can afford. I'm talking about people that are really, really tight, but they can afford to give tzedakah. Uh, uh, let's say ten dollars a week, whatever it is. Um, so they buy a roll of quarters, put it near with by that taluses, and they give it through the course of the week. They give that, and like the Rambam says, the small donations in quantity is in a certain sense greater than one big donation with a large quantity, but it's only one time because the constant repetition of giving and giving and giving increases the person's merit and their character in their giving. So, and that could be done even if you're financially tight. That could be done even if you really are challenged financially. Even quarters, not quarters, dimes. Whatever it is. You have a pushka, you put a little bit in each day. And you always give tzedakah. And when Hashem is marchiv and is giving you more, you give more. You want to take a leap of faith and sometimes give an unbelievable amount of tzedakah beyond your means? That's wonderful. Now, I would say you would probably need to ask a Shiloh with certain types of situations like that. Someone asks you for $2,000 loan because they're desperate, very close friend of yours as an example, but you know you and your wife, if you would give it, your wife would be upset, and because you barely, you know, you know you're, you're, tra- you're struggling yourself, you should really ask a Shiloh before you give out that type of money. But on the smaller scale, what you could afford, each one according to their capacity, it's very, very important to give tzedakah even if it's just a quarter, whatever it is in the pushka. And before chakras is very, very opportune time. And don't take each other for granted. Don't take your blessings for granted. And that's very important, even when you're financially tight, or even if Khalila, let's say you have a child that uh, has a serious case of a flu and you're worried about him, you know, or, or other type of condition, and it's understandable that it's tense and it can be frustrating and painful at times, but do your best to focus on the positive and say this too shall pass because most of life situations, the difficult ones, do pass. Even if some of them seem more permanent, you learn a perspective of how to deal with it better. Bracha is shayra on such a home that even when things are tight, they care about each other, they're kind to each other. Saif, saif, over time, Hashem will give you that Parnas, and again, I'm telling you from experience, I've heard it so many, so many, so many times from all different types of couples, from even my own relatives, my older uncles, and and they used to confide, and they were doing, thank God they were on their two feet at that point, but they said, oh, did we have periods where it was rough? Oh, did we have periods that we barely could put food on the table? So many people go through that. So if you're going through that now, you need to know, it's temporary. Hashem is going to help you. You're going to find a better job. You're going to grow. Things are going to fall into place, sometimes temporarily, and it may be an extended period of time, but but at some point, Hashem will pull you through, 
and you'll see the Yeshuas. So don't give, don't don't fall, um, you know, lose faith and keep strong and always be kind to each other because that's the biggest chus. Hashem sees that despite your worries, your financial worries and other worries, you do chesed for each other and you care and you keep Shabbos the way it is. Hashem really has nachas from you. And may Hashem Taka that's see see that and that the upcoming Rosh Hashanah, no matter whenever it is, Hashem will give you a wonderful year. But Gashmi Semiruch.